All right, I am here with the co-founder of Raven Multifamily, uh, Venkat Abhisarala. And uh, we're here at the Surround Apartments. Uh, to my understanding, this is a project that you just finished, Venkat. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on your podcast here. And uh, we started our company with Raven Multifamily. I have a partner who is Ramana Korada. We started in 2016. And uh, we completed 10 deals so far. We acquired 10 deals, and three of them were full cycles, meaning we sold them mm -hmm. and produced about market returns for our investors. So this particular deal uh, is deal number nine for us. So we acquired this property from a very reputed seller uh, in February this year. Mm -hmm. In February this year. And um, so we, are, uh, we started to execute the plan here. Again, the plan is to... Uh, the seller has done some rehab on most of the units. We have about 60 more units left where are just in a classic stage. So obviously we are bringing up to the seller's level and then some. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are what there is a water opportunity and this thing, water savings opportunity. Mm -hmm. And also they quickly did a lot of work on some buildings and did a lease up. Mm -hmm. So obviously when you do something like that, you have to give out a lot of concessions. Mm -hmm. So the business plan include when we do renew these folks, uh, we can burn off those concessions and bring them all up to the market brand. So this is one of the deals which doesn't qualify for a deep value add or something like that. There is still a value add component. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just uh, last week we distributed 8.3 percent, uh, you know, uh, distribution for our investors, and this is just the first and second quarters. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We started on a great footing here. Yeah. What I like about this is not only are you uh, bringing in margin for your investors, you're also radically changing the community. Yes. Um, I've worked on a couple of the properties with you, one being in Fort Worth, and when you guys are done with the community, it just yes. doesn't even look the same. It's almost like it gets a facelift. It's That's like, the idea. Yeah, you go there and you're like, wow, I remember what this looked like, and now that Raven's done with it, yes. it's two completely different things. You know, one of the things I, I've been wanting to ask you is, what actually got you into multifamily? So, um, I was in IT until last year, July 2018 is when I walked away from IT. Uh, I worked in IT. My last job was with Bank of America as an SVP over there um, in information technology. So, I've been doing single family real estate since 2007. Okay. And slowly I started to buy houses. Uh, you know, some of them are foreclosures, some of them are not. Uh, but as I acquired my portfolio of 20 properties, that's when Fannie cut you off. Basically, okay. after the recession, they put a hard limit that you cannot have infinite number of Fannie Mae loans because they're like, hey, you know what? We're trying to fund um, purchases for people to get into a home, but we don't want to, you know, do um, support a business per se, mm -hmm. right? So they cut you off at 20. So after that, I wanted to do more and the next reasonable thing is to get into multifamily. I made some passive investments and when I see how it is working and I really developed a passion for this kind of thing. You know, real estate, you know, made more millionaires in this country than anything else, right? At least till date. So definitely I got interested in multifamily um, and when I bought the first property just to see how it goes and really liked the experience. So jumped in with both legs. Yeah, you got away from my IT job. You got hooked. Yes. Got hooked. yes. <laughs> you got hooked. Now having such a such a large and good portfolio that you have, and knowing how to understand purchasing the right and the good deal, I know a lot goes into purchasing yes. these. I've watched folks like yourself and some of the other people that I know in, in your industry and what they go through prepping for them and the due diligence and just obtaining the property itself. How important is it during the due diligence? to understand and know the roofing system and what you're getting into when it comes to the roof? 
Well, roof, the interesting thing about roof is whether roof is brand new or not, it doesn't get you any more rent, but it keeps you in business. Mm -hmm. If you have a bad roof, obviously you cannot be in the business because tenants will walk away because it's a telltale sign of that the property is in a bad situation, right? I mean, if the roof is leaking, I mean, even if they gives you a hint that it is not in the optimal shape, you just cannot attract a good tenant base. I mean, which is the whole business plan, right? What are we doing with this value-added mastering? We are going to these communities, spruce up the exterior, spruce up the interiors, add amenities, improve amenities, and ask for more rent. Well, who has more rent, better tenant than what, what's existing there? And you cannot attract this tenant without having a very good uh, roofing system. So roof is actually a number one thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we start by asking the broker or the owner, if you're directly dealing with an owner, on what age it is. And one of the cool things that I, I do is um, actually, again, this is in a very early stage. We don't make final decisions based on this. But we go into this Google Earth app. Mm -hmm. which actually gives you satellite images for like last 20, 25 mm -hmm. years or even from early 90s. So if you go there, you can tell when the roof is replaced, right? You can tell by, the, by, the, by sliding through the pictures from different years, we know that. So, I mean, that's the first thing. And the second thing is we obviously ask our, our roofer, uh, ask the broker and the seller on what the situation of the, what the condition of the roof is and all that. But then again, when it, when it comes, when we are really serious about the property, we started asking for early access. What that means is, yes, the deal is awarded to us. Yes, we have a, an idea how much the roof will cost to replace or repair or recondition or whatever it is. Uh, but once we get into this early access, which happens before we sign the contract, that is when we work with somebody like you. I mean, the roof that uh, you looked at us, mm -hmm. where you did a core sample and all that, right? So mm -hmm. we know exactly what we get into before we sign on the dotted line. That's really important. It's not a small item. You gotta be like double, triple careful when it comes to it. Yeah. So I would say very important. I, I agree with you. Roofs can be a, a make or break on some things, you know? Yes. Uh, whether it's in the multifamily industry or if it's just, you know, a building that you own or anything when it comes to roofs, it's very yes. important and, uh, as one of the top priorities. Um, would you mind telling the listeners uh, a little bit about your first time walking a roof system and do you feel you were prepared or do you feel like you had enough general knowledge of it or is it something you really had to dial in as time goes on, has gone on? See, here's the thing, right? Um, roofs are a very complicated subject for somebody who doesn't understand the roofs. It took a while for me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even now, when I, whenever I see any uh, posts or comments or on LinkedIn or Facebook about roofs, my ears perk up because I want to learn more, right? Yeah. So I would say that I have fair knowledge on the shingle roofs, right? Yeah. What goes in the decking frame, the decking yeah. and the shingle, 25 year, two tab, three tab, general mm -hmm. idea because I can relate to that. Thanks for living in Dallas, uh, we get this tail <laughs> and uh, we had to replace our roof once. So I have more knowledge than what I need coming into multifamily, right? On on the pitch roofs, yes. Yeah. Not on flat roofs. Mm -hmm. I couldn't relate to it. I don't know what it is, yeah. right? So that is where JNT played a great role in educating mm -hmm. me. Um, I took my time. Um, whenever I put some people uh, on this job of getting me beds, I get a bed, but then again, I don't get, get any explanation of why this is, mm -hmm. right? So then my go mind goes is like, okay, what do they know about the roof? Have the talk to somebody to learn about the roof or situation before they produce this code, mm -hmm. right? 
So when I reached to reached out to you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, you say, you know what? Let's go meet the over there, mm-hmm. right? So we walked the roof, we took a core sample, and we assessed the following things on on that particular job that you guys worked for. So you educated us that there are already two roofs, mm-hmm. we can't put the third roof. Now we cannot start peeling off all these layers because it's an older property. It's nineteen sixties. There might be, um, you know, an issues with the decking, insulation, and all that. So basically, you probably will find yourself in a situation where which you may not be prepared for Correct. pulling all these things, right? And then there are several considerations, right? So how do we do this roof in most cost-efficient way? without skimping on its integrity and its performance and thinking of how the insurance would treat it and all that. So that was a lot to learn, Yeah. right? So what it really helped me, what I really liked with your company was that you took time, you, you didn't present to me any kinds of beds and you approached it as a, as a discovery mode. Let's go find out what we have, think what our options are and all that, and then let's put together a course, right? I really liked it. Yeah, I appreciate that positive feedback because at JNT Multifamily, we really try to dive in on educating the customer. Uh, it doesn't matter what type of customer are because once they understand a little bit better, yeah. it's easier to explain to them different options. Sure. A lot of times the roofers will just try to give you an option because that's the option they feel is the best fit, but then they don't give you an explanation because you hear, well, there's TPO and single ply and EPM yeah. and mob bid and foam, but it's yeah. like, I personally believe that there's an efficient roofing system for every investment in every building. It's not always going to be the same one. So I like to kind of do the discovery and the due yes. diligence with the customer. I will say this, I've seen a lot of your questions and stuff on social media and you know enough to be dangerous for a guy that's not a roofer. I know that you know quite a bit more than a lot of the multifamily guys do yeah. because I've had a lot of conversations with you and I know you've taken the time to actually really dive in and, and, yes. and learn about these systems because I know you're all in on the multifamily. Uh, let me ask you this, when uh, choosing a roofing contractor in the multifamily industry, what would you say the top three things are that you and your firm and your partners look for? So definitely number one is reputation, uh, because uh, roofing companies are literally dime a dozen. Whenever, especially living in Dallas, right, where if you get a big storm, mm-hmm. a bunch of roofs go away, suddenly people descend upon <laughs> from every corner in the, in the country. Yeah and they nicely present themselves and all that. But if you try to look up the reviews or, you know, in BBB, how long they've been around, I mean, you can practically sometimes find anything. Yeah. So now that's a very tricky situation, right? I mean, I have some stories where people actually paid the deposit and all that and suddenly companies disappear. Again, maybe that's not what they're trying to do. It's mm-hmm. just whatever happened in their home, they have to just leave everything and go. That's a precarious situation to be in yeah. uh, when dealing with the roof. Because you know you don't know when it's gonna rain again. Yeah. You need it to be taken care of fast and efficiently and in the right job. So I would say that definitely the reputation. Okay. And the second thing is I want to actually again, especially given that I'm in this business, let's say if I'm a single family owner, I don't do any other real estate. If I'm only my house that I'm worried about, I am not so keen on developing a relationship and all that with the roofer. I'll just directly ask for a bed and just make it a call, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know any better. I don't know what I don't know, right? But no, I'm a, I'm a real estate investor. I buy all these properties and roof is a big issue all the time. So I want to develop a relationship with a, uh, with a company, right? Of course, you can always find vendors who can do a little bit cheaper, a little bit that. Cost cannot be the primary thing, is all I'm saying. So you definitely want to work with somebody who has the knowledge, 
So that would be number two. And number three is time to develop that relationship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we cannot go like boom, 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 let's, let's make a call and go over. And also, I don't blame a lot of people here also because the way the economy is, everybody's busy. Everybody's trying to do more in the same 24 hours that everybody has. So mm-hmm. they're squeezing, including me, right? So uh, what happens is like not many people are actually taking time to go through the proper process in, in establishing things. So I would say that reputation, knowledge, and time that they spend educating and working with the seller. Those are my top three. And, and what I got is that too is it's all really, in your opinion, just really cultivating that relationship. Yes with your vendor, because all of that's gonna cultivate that relationship. Well, I wanna ask you something that I know everybody that's gonna watch this wants to know. What are the goals for Raven Multifamily in the fourth quarter of 2019? Well, that's um, very close actually. So we are on our deal number 11. Um, It's called the Palace Apartments in Arlington, Texas. We are already under contract, so that's why I can say that. Um, So we'll be closing that deal in October 7th, on October 7th. Again, the idea is to see if we can acquire one more property and again, something like BNC plus property mm-hmm. uh, with the workforce housing in it uh, in Dallas Metroplex. And we are looking in um, Atlanta. Atlanta is one other property that we are trying to break into. Um, and then um, the west the west coast of Florida. So oh, okay. th- those are our target areas that we are looking at. Yeah, those would be good ones to visit. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't yeah. want to go to Florida for a little bit? Well, I really appreciate you carving time out for us, Venkat. I know you're super busy, uh, being that I've personally worked with you on some of these projects before, so I know how busy you really are. You're a guy that, I like to say, burns the midnight oil. You're always going, and I always hear right back from you and reaching out, and I really appreciate it, being that I'm always on the grind myself, so thank you for your time today. Uh, The one thing, if we have anybody that's listening to this that's interested in investing or uh, speaking with you or has some questions for you, uh, for the listeners, how would they get a hold of you? So they can uh, email me at venkat at ravenmultifamily.com. That's B as in Victor, E-N-K-A-T as in Tango at ravenmultifamily, all one word, dot com. Or give me a call at 281-727-9238. All right, perfect. Well, listeners, you heard it there. We're wrapping up this podcast with Venkat and Raven Multifamily. And uh, this is good stuff. And it's the first multifamily podcast that we've done. And we look forward to some more with you. Thank you. Thank you, sir.